Hello, welcome to episode number nine. Today, I'm going to be answering the question, how do you get your kids to cooperate? You are listening to the Simple Families Podcast, a Q&A style show that brings you solutions for living well with family. Here's your host, Danae Barahona. Hi, thanks for tuning in. This is episode number nine, and today we'll be talking about how do you get your kids to cooperate? These first 10 episodes, I'm answering the most commonly asked questions from readers and listeners, and then I'm going to be moving on to your questions. So please leave those for me at simplefamilies.com backslash ask. As always with this show, I'm going to give you three main highlights and then one take home point for the day. I'm going to start with number one, explaining why cooperation is our biggest struggle with young kids. Number two, I'm going to explain why you can't threaten a kid into cooperation and every single parent does it. Even if you don't think you do it, I'm going to explain why you probably actually do without even realizing it. And lastly, I'm going to introduce you to my very favorite technique for getting cooperation from kids quickly and effectively. Why is it such a struggle to get young kids to cooperate? Whether it be getting them to put their shoes on, to put their pants on, to go to the bathroom to eat their breakfast, whatever it might be, it can be really difficult to get our kids to do just the everyday things that we need them to do. The reason is that they are little people with their very own agendas. My husband takes my three-year-old to school every morning, and it's not an uncommon scene in my house for my husband to be yelling down the hallway, hurry up, we're going to be late. And I always remind him, He doesn't care if he's late. It doesn't matter to him. Being late is no big deal. What he does care about is getting a few more minutes to play with his toys. Because that's where his head is at. That's where his agenda is at. So the struggle with cooperation comes in the sense that we have an agenda that we have to meet every day. And our kids have a very different agenda. And how do we get them onto our agenda so that we can get things done? It usually starts by asking your child to do something. It's time to go get in the bath. Let's get in. And they say no. Or they ignore you. Whatever it is, they're not cooperating. After several requests, sometimes we get a little bit frustrated, maybe even a little bit angry. And that's when the threats usually come in. And now when I say threats, I don't mean any any serious threats, but it's usually a threat of losing something. So. If you don't get in the bath, you're not going to get to watch TV tonight. Or if you don't put your shoes on, you're not going to get to go to the playground today. So we're threatening if they don't comply, if they don't cooperate, they're not going to get something. These are typically empty threats. So most of the time, the parent isn't going to follow through with it. So you're already, you're packed up, you're on your way to the playground, and your kid won't put their shoes on. So if they don't put their shoes on, are you really going to cancel the whole trip to the playground? Maybe, maybe not. If you're not going to cancel the trip to the playground, then don't say it. Because kids can see through these, what I call empty threats, from a very, very young age. Even if you don't think you use empty threats, I encourage you to pay attention to your words for a couple of days because you might be surprised at how often they do slip in. It's actually really helpful if you ask your spouse or whoever your co-parent is to listen to your language to see if they hear it for you. 
because you might not even notice it yourself. In episode eight, we talked about why timeout doesn't work for a lot of kids. And I explained to you that if we want more of a good behavior, if we want our kids to cooperate, we have to use motivation. That brings me to the very effective strategy that I'm going to introduce to you today called the first then principle. Now, I introduced the first then principle to you in the cooperation mini course. And if you're interested in signing up for the cooperation mini course, you can visit the show notes at simplefamilies.com backslash episode zero nine. And it's free. It's five days, one minute a day tips on getting your kids to cooperate. I highly advise it because it's a great way to get started. The first then principle is an easy way to transform those empty threats into an effective strategy for getting your kids to cooperate. Let's use this for example. You need to get your kid into the bathtub. Every night the routine is they take a bath, they get to wind down with a little TV, and then they go to bed. So they're not getting in the bath. You're asking and they're, they're just not doing what you, you need them to do. So you say, if you don't get in the bathtub, you're not going to get your TV time tonight. So sometimes that works, but it just, it feels pretty unpleasant. And usually it's sort of a last resort when we get to that. So instead of using that empty threat, if you don't get in the bathtub, but you're not going to get to watch your TV tonight, flip it around with the first then principle. First, you take a bath. And then you get to watch TV. So do you see what I did there? First of all, I changed it from an empty threat into motivation. So instead of threatening to take the TV time away, you're making the TV time a reward. You're giving them a reward, something that they were probably going to get to do anyways. But the change in the way that you're presenting it and the change in the intonation of your voice, making it into something positive, making it into something that they're earning is very effective in getting them to cooperate. I'm going to repeat the two so you can hear the difference between them. There's the empty threat. If you don't get in the bathtub, you're not going to get your TV time tonight. And then there's the first then principle. First, you take a bath, and then you get to watch TV. Here's another example. The empty threat. If you don't put your shoes on, you're not going to get to go to the park. And the first then principle. First, you put your shoes on, and then you get to go to the park. Not only is it far more effective to use the first then principle to get cooperation, but it's also a lot more pleasant as a parent. So try making this change. I guarantee that you're going to see a difference in your kids immediately. I have some more techniques and strategies, just like this one, in the cooperation mini course. And I recommend that you go ahead and sign up. You can get the link at simplefamilies.com backslash episode zero nine and sign up there. It's five days, one minute a day, five minutes total. Really easy, really effective. And that brings me to the take home for today. You need to use motivation to get your kids to cooperate. And you don't have to use any kind of fancy rewards or little toys or sticker charts or anything like that. You can use naturally occurring rewards, things they were going to get to do anyways, in order to make that happen. 
So please check out the first then principle and the other concepts that I'm introducing in the cooperation mini course. And while you're at it, sign up for the email list for simple families so you can stay in touch and get updates on new podcasts and blog posts. If you're enjoying this podcast, please take a second to rate or review it on iTunes. I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a wonderful day. 